All right, creating an annual preaching plan. Coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, 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 Mike Holmes here. Today we're talking about how you can create a sermon calendar or an annual preaching plan to help you kind of know exactly what you're going to be speaking on throughout the entire year. Now, when I say exactly, we all know there's lots of times and these things ebb and flow and up and down and a lot of incidents happen and we need to change things. But it is better to have a plan than to not have a plan. And so we're going to be talking about how to do that. This particular podcast is a little bit different because what we've done is we've condensed one of our webinars that we did for the Reach Keep Academy. And we've kind of sliced and diced it a little bit to just get the important stuff in here. And we have made that just for you. So this is a little bit more concise of a preaching plan planning session. And so we have lots of good stuff entailed for you. We do have, if you stick all the way to the end, we have a couple of PDFs that we would love to send you to help you with your sermon series and with your annual preaching calendar planning, uh, just some sample templates that we would send you. And so make sure you make it all the way to the end where we'll get to that. So we're going to jump into this webinar so you'll kind of feel a little bit different as it kind of choppy up a little bit here, um, but it'll be great. And this will help you to make sure that you are really on top of things with your planning. And by the way, you know, planning ahead is it makes it so much better. And I know that there's many times when sermons don't come together until the very last moment. This particular planning that we're talking about here is primarily for your Sunday morning planning. If you're doing a Sunday evening or midweek stuff, you would just kind of multiply this and do it, you know, three times over. Uh, sometimes people have more, uh, you know, lengthy series during the, their Sunday nights or their morning or their, their midweek services. So this is sort of designed for a Sunday morning type of approach. Um, also, the more you plan, the better off your illustrations are going to be, the better off your application is going to be, and the better off your engagement is going to be. And we've talked about this often, that a sermon is there to help people to move forward and do something. Not necessarily just come to an altar and make a prayer decision, but actually do something. And so if you're planning ahead very well, you'll be able to plan some of the activities that your church would be doing. Um, an example would be if you're going to do a uh, you know, teaching on evangelism, you would want to have, you know, throughout your evangelism series, you would want to have some application of that, like, hey, we're all going to go out on a Saturday, or we're going to do this on a, you know, a Thursday afternoon with the men or the ladies or whatever, and we're going to go hand out tracts, we're going to go do something. All of that kind of planning comes better. The application side of it comes much better when the sermon is set and you know where you're going weeks ahead of time so you can get some of that figured out. So anyway, let's just jump right into it, and uh, I'll be uh, catching you here a couple times throughout. Uh, We'll be talking more about this, but thanks for joining us here. And by the way, if this is uh, important to you, good stuff, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe, and uh, we will uh, catch up with you here at the end. Thanks a lot.
Uh, let's go ahead and jump into some things here. Um, you, you're in the right place if you're bivocational, and we find that this uh, type of uh, teaching here that we're doing uh, means a lot to the people that are, uh, they're just, they, they've got, you know, a whole other job and a whole other life besides church. And so sometimes the preaching calendar, the uh, the importance of having it uh, organized um, needs to, you know, that needs to be perfect as well. You know, you just got to really uh, kind of really focus on that. And it's hard when you're bivocational. Um, if you're one of those easily squirrel, uh, you know, distracted people, um, this is for you as well. Um, you get kind of caught up on some other things and, and the, the preaching, the, the physically preaching, you get it done, but the preparation time has been been shortened and it's not quite as cohesive across the year as where you want it to go. Um, you're also the right place, you know, if you're kind of one of those uh, uh, providentially led procrastinators. In other words, everything gets pushed off to tomorrow because there's so many things in the ministry that need to happen. And you've got to counsel, you got to do the funeral, you got to visit that person, you got to prep, you got to do the kids thing, you got to, you know, get the furnace working for Sunday morning. Uh, all of those things uh, uh, happen there. And a lot of that, again, seems to be providential. And I'm not really sure if providential and procrastinator uh, theologically go together or not. Uh, you can settle that one, but you kind of probably know what I'm talking about there. Um, the last one would be is if you're just, you just keep running out of time. There's not enough. Uh, there's not enough week, there's not enough day, there's not enough month, not enough year, uh, all of, of those kind of things. Um, this is kind of for you. So this is kind of where we're going. Um, get, real quick, I'm the pastor here, or I should say actually the, the wording, the right wording here is I'm the founding pastor uh, of Sinclair Baptist Church just recently. Um, uh, stepped away from the the leadership position. The the main leader is now uh, Josh Spencer. In fact, I think he's online with us here. Um, but Pastor Spencer is now the main lead pastor, and I am doing a lot more reach keep and uh, filling in the gaps and teaching uh, Financial Peace University over the next nine weeks and and uh, doing whatever I can to support my church. So, um, but this is our church building in the background. We're uh, Sinclair, uh, like the gasoline plant. Yes, for Sinclair is just you know, a couple hundred feet behind the church. So um, that's kind of where, where we are. It's a church plant. We're uh, 13 years old, uh, doing really well. Little town, 400 and some, and another town of 8,000 nearby that we draw from. And we draw really from the whole county. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. You can, uh, uh, you probably know a little bit about us because we've been around. So anyway, but uh, I'm uh, Pastor Mike, they call me, or Mr. Mike, or Founding Pastor Mike, or uh, Pastor Emeritus. That didn't sound very good. I didn't like that. But uh, anyway, uh, that's my job. Um, let's just jump into kind of an overview. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the kind of the problems to solve, which I already mentioned them just a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about why a calendar, why knowing where you're going uh, is so, so important. Uh, we're going to cover this whole idea and how this is the, the nuts and bolts of it. it's going to be right here, um, the how to develop uh, that preaching calendar and some of the things that you need to do to kind of get that. And then we're going to give you a bunch of uh, resources. Uh, let's talk about the, pro the problems here. Um, one is the short preparation time. If you're speaking quite a few times during the week, uh, you just can only, you know, especially if you're bivocational, you can only uh, stretch your, your study time so far. 
And uh, we want to kind of stretch that, make that study time much longer. And if you know where you're going, uh, this is going to really, you know, help you out with the study time. If you know in, you know, March that you're speaking on forgiveness or whatever, we can start to get those illustrations. You come across verses, you can add those. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, the idea of indecision, nobody wants to be an indecision. And I we talked to a lot of pastors here with the Reach Keep Academy. We do a, a considerable amount of coaching uh, online, spend all sorts of time uh, really talking to pastors all over the country and really North America. And uh, I was on a call just the other day with those guys, uh, guys from uh, Great Britain and, uh, you know, very interesting uh, uh, stuff. But People, the, the the pastors, many of them are like, I don't know what I'm going to speak on this coming Sunday, and that is not an efficient way to live. It's not. It's 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 hard. I mean, and obviously you want to get the the Holy Spirit's leading and the guidance of you know where you think you need to go with the uh, the maturity of your flock, but but too much indecision is not a healthy thing. Um, the third thing we're going to try to focus on, spend a lot of time, hopefully, uh, talking about this, or, or actually you need to spend more time uh, thinking about this, is, is this idea of integration. And it's like that the, that the integration of what you are teaching on is not happening. <clears throat> so, for example, if you wanted to do a, say you're doing something about helping, you know, uh, being involved, volunteering, okay, just plain old, you need volunteers, serve the Lord, be a servant, servant, you know, servant evangelism, servant spirit, servant this, servant that, and you're talking about that, something that you'll want to do tied to that sermon is have an announcement that would say, oh, by the way, Tuesday we have a work day, or Wednesday we're going to go to the park and do a service, and next Friday we're going to go out and visitation, or, you know, I need you volunteers to do that. When we have our messages and we get very tight on things, and we don't have really have the it uh, all put together, just with the message comes at the last moment, the integration pretty much disappears because it is hard to make all of that stuff happen. Okay. Uh, for example, I'll give me another one. If you're wanting to like recruit more workers for your, you know, children's program, you preach a message about we need to reach the children, let the little children come unto me. It would be appropriate then to have some type of with your Sunday school team, you know, like, hey, we need some more workers. We need a person in the nursery. We need someone in the fifth grade. We need a man to work with the middle school. And you'd need to have those things. Those are the those are the answers to your sermon. So sermon isn't always come forward and just kneel and pray at the end and, and, and go home. A sermon is to sign up for something, to get involved in something, is to be involved and to, to really do something. And if you don't have it in, if you put it this way, if you're a last minute prep, you're distracted, you're running out of time, you won't have time to integrate those things. And so thus your sermons kind of end and they have kind of a dead end to them, a uh, person might get like, yes, I'm, I'm willing to be a volunteer, but if you don't have anything ready for them to do, uh, that's it's not, it's not a, a good scenario. Uh, so the integration is a, an important thing. And 
All right. Hey, this Mike, and on the application portion of this, I want to jump in and just say this is so important, this, this idea of integrating it. And I know you're trying to reach young families with your church and your sermons, and so you want to make sure that you have this integration thing down pat. Integration of a message into a life takes more than a Saturday night, late night prep type of thing. That's why we need to plan way ahead. It's the idea of having that engagement and all the different things where where they get to do something with the sermon. Remember, your sermon is not the finish. It is the beginning. It is not a dead end. It is the start of what is going on. Your sermon is about what you believe, but your application or your illustration let me back that up. Your sermon is about what you believe, but your announcements are about what you're doing about what you believe. And the doing part is really where you go. So the sermon starts it, the announcements kind of take people into action. And if you want to really reach young families, you need integration with your sermon and with your action that your church is involved in. We will spend a lot of time on this in the nine fundamentals of pastoral preaching because it is so important for young families to see relevance and see where we're going. We don't want to just smell like ritual and routine. We want to smell like growth. We want to smell like there's something going on. And the aroma of your church is really, really important. And the better prepared you are with sermon planning, the more you'll be able to work on those illustrations, all the applications, and the the integrating it into the action that your church is going to do it. We believe in engagement and engaging preaching. And so that's what we're going at with this particular point here. So we'll, uh, that, that's why we're solving that problem. We want to make sure that we are getting you engaged, doing engaging stuff. And that comes with really, really good planning and knowing what you're doing. So let's just jump right back in. And then the last problem that we really want to do is kind of eliminate this overload. I uh, talked to a pastor the other day. Um, he did a Sunday school, a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, and a Wednesday night. So he had four things. And, and was, actually, we were chatting about it, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I can make it. And I got a little series I'm doing here, and I'm going through this book of the Bible here. And these two are a little harder to figure out. But, you know, we were talking, and I was then talking to his wife, and she said, he is burning out in study Okay, he is all he does is study. He doesn't get to pastor. He doesn't get to go out and do things. He doesn't get to be all the other things because all he's doing is studying. And uh, I I don't think that that's really a healthy scenario. And so uh, we want to try to eliminate some of those things. So, all right. Um, the Bible talks about us as, as far as feeding the flock of God properly. And of course, there's many scriptures, you know, uh, Peter talks about feed the flock of God, which is among you, uh, that, that concept. And, and of course, we are referred to as, you know, shepherds or under shepherds. Um, you know, in Acts, you know, Paul was talking about to the flock, which the Holy Spirit had made you an overseer, you know, that you feed the Uh, that you feed the church of God. And I want to talk to you just a a little moment here about sheep, okay? Uh, I was talking to Tanum yesterday. He's like, why are you putting sheep pictures up? It's like, because there's some very important things I want to talk to you about about sheep. Um, In my first uh, former life, before I became a minister, um, I was a farmer, and uh, I went to college, and I have a 
college degree in sheep. Okay, it's called ovine management technology. And, uh, you know, swine are pigs and equine are horses and bovines are cows and ovine is a sheep. Okay, so these are some ovines that you see here in front of you. And sheep are, you don't just throw them the same kind of food all the time. As a wise shepherd of the flock, there are many things that have to do with sheep that you need to manage carefully, and they don't eat the same food all the time. And so the idea of just like consistency is, I mean, they want to eat consistently like every day, but the difference of the food content is different with the sheep. Uh, the, the large sheep that you see, the larger picture, um, those are a bunch of ewes, okay, the female sheep. And they are eating grain off the ground right now. And it could have been a feed trough or whatever. But, the, but likely what is going on in this photo and the way we did it and the way it's supposed to be is right before you're getting ready to, to breed the sheep, you feed them a bunch of of really some high total digestible nutrient stuff, some really uh, some high energy stuff like corn or cracked corn or something like that, because that helps them get ready for pregnancy. It helps them to ovulate more and have more twins and more triplets and all that. And so for like two weeks before uh, that time, you feed them different than you have fed them the rest of the year. Okay, you give them a bunch of different stuff. The uh, the little uh, picture in the in the right corner there is a mama you uh, with a lamb. And when the mothers are milking, you obviously have to make sure that they get good food. But also you need to make sure that all that food is, especially when the lambs are very young, um, that that food is close to home. Because in, in other words, you don't put them in a massive pasture or out on the range when they have little baby lambs, because you don't want them running and walking and exercising away all their energy. You want them giving their energy to their young at that time. So there's a different feeding schedule during the time that they're having, right when they're having lambs and they got little baby lambs. And then the bottom picture, and I don't know if you can see it very well, but those are, you know, sheep out on the range. And this is, once your lambs are up, you know, 50 pounds or whatever, they're, they're big, they can go out on the range. The ewes can eat different stuff, uh, They and before they get bred, again, it takes about five months for them to have a baby, and uh, most of them just have one a year is kind of how it goes. But during that time, they have a whole different set of feeding as well. You can go with a, a you know more of a minimalistic type feed for your sheep. You don't have to, just some regular hay or pasture. And they can move a lot more. They can do stuff. Now, all of this comes from the, the world of sheep. And it basically means that as a wise shepherd, there are different times you want to feed different things. And that's what I want to focus on because you as the under shepherd are the ones that know, know what needs to be happening uh, with your church. And you have to analyze. You have to sit down and, and kind of think that through. So it is it is very important for you to feed the feed the church your people properly. And, and, uh, and I jumped to the next slide, but, but back to the still on this thought is, is like, if you have a lot of young believers, that's totally different. than if you have, you know, a, a mature flock, if you have young families, okay, those are different things. If you are running, you know, a lot of rescue type ministry, um, you know, from addiction type things, different feed goes out there. Uh, so it's just an important thought. Um, the next one here in the preaching calendar, why to do that? It's, it's just more effective for the whole idea of, 
of you doing your preparation and uh, you are, uh, you know, thinking about where you're going ahead of time and you know what's going on and you're not like just making it through that Sunday and then making it through the next Sunday, you know, based on the fact that you've looked at your flock well, that, hey, I need a, I need a series. I need something on evangelism. I've got to really kind of help out my, our people on evangelism. And, and you can tell by the flavor of this that we're very series based on some of this philosophy. We, do, we believe that you can expositionally preach through series, okay? So you can exposit the word through a series instead of verse by verse, you know, it's verse with verse. You kind of combine a bunch of verses, but you are still giving what the what the Bible intends. But you are really thinking it through, and you are far better prepared when you have had much more preparation time uh, to get yourself uh, get yourself ready. Uh, this idea of, of putting all the all the pieces together and all the uh, the little slots there. Let me show you. Uh, this is a, a sample. I'll. Uh, we're going to give you a copy of this, uh, and I'm going to go through and blow it up so you can see it much closer in a little bit. But this is like one entire year of, of different things. And there are, there are exposition scriptures in there. There are, uh, you know, a series that go through books. But there's also some topical things uh, that really help people grab hold of what they, what they need because you have a flock flock that needs to really, you know, sharpen up on evangelism, and you're coming into a growth-type season where, like, hey, we'd like to get some of these more young families in, back-to-school thing, then you need to teach that at that time, and it helps you kind of put all the pieces, uh, all the pieces together in the right place. Uh, it helps then also with this integration, and this is where you are really working with your your team and you're working with your other people and your Sunday school people and your, you know, your, your outreach people, whatever. And, and I understand in some churches, you might be all of those. Okay. I, I do understand that, but you and I need to figure. And, and when we started our church, there was like nobody, I was the guy that did all that, but we took the sermons and we integrated them into service. We have a little, um, a little acronym that we use here, and it's we don't have it on a screen. Um, uh, it's not part of necessarily part of this, but I wanted to bring this in. Um, there's really three kind of things that we do, and in every program that we look at here in our church, we go: Is it doing this? Is it doing this? Is it doing this? Okay, all three of these things. And they, uh, the the first one is the information. In other words, giving them Bible info. We're we're giving them the right stuff, you know, from the heart to a heart. Uh, we're giving uh, information. We are giving, we are building relationships. In other words, the people in that program, uh, that Sunday morning, the kids program, the teens, whatever, they have ample time to build relationships and have discussion and get advice, all those counsel, those are all good. All right, this is Mike back. Hey, sorry to kind of cut you off there. What we want to do is kind of keep this short enough in bite-sized chunks so you can grab what we've talked about there. One of these most important things is the idea, uh, well, for anything, is if you know why you are doing it. And the why is going to be the strongest portion of this. Now, we're going to, uh, next week, we're going to give you the, the the rest of this. You're going to be able to get part two. You'll get much more of, you know, some on in-depth type on some samples and we'll 
we'll finish this little list we gave you here, uh, especially the last one on this particular list is so so helpful. And then we're going to uh, spend a little bit of time uh, just kind of going through and, sh- and showing you the, the seasons that are in planning, what you need to do during this season or that season of the year. So make sure you catch the next uh, video um, and uh, follow it there on YouTube. Um, but this is an important, important thing that we learn how to plan ahead and that we are prepared ahead of time. There can be nothing more important and nothing really shows uh, more that you can't, uh, how I worded it the other day, it's like, uh, it's, it's very difficult to mask the aroma of an unprepared sermon. Okay. You can kind of, you know, think you got it and all that, but your people know that you're not as prepared. They know that things aren't integrated. They know that the illustrations aren't there. They know it's not all connected. And you might feel feel good about a sermon, and we know that God can use any sermon in his word is not going to return void, but we just want to make sure that we are prepared as possible, and so that's where we're going. So um, I'm going to sign out here. Make sure you catch the next one here. If you're watching this in series, it would be a week later, but actually it might be just tagged right here at the end. So go ahead and catch part two of this, and uh, there's some samples there, and then the things that you can download, as we mentioned earlier, are just at reachkeep.com com slash planner. Um, just go to reachkeep.com slash planner. You'll get the sermon series planner along with the sample annual calendar that'll be very helpful for you. So uh, head that way and we will see you here on part two.